And we're off. All right. Nice. <laughs> good, good intro there, Johnny. We're perfect. Uh, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. And, uh, you know, yet we've still yet to figure out a name, but we promise you by next episode we will. So we, we, we promise that. Um, Johnny, do you want to introduce what, uh, what we're talking about today before we go into prayer? Um, first, I was wondering if you had any jokes, Michael. <sighs> Man. <laughs> I, I only have one joke. It's a construction joke, but I'm still working on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, on that note, let's... I'm sorry. <laughs> that'll be the worst intro we have. Um, but yeah, so today, today, what is our topic? I think we should talk about a sacrament. Oh, yeah. You guys We're always ready to talk about sacraments here. Sounds the sacrament good. of healing, maybe? Mm. What is that one? Reconciliation. Reconciliation. Yeah, one of the sacraments of healing. Because mm. we got anointing of the sick, too. Wow. So, God. Nice. That's great. Let's do it. All right. So, why don't we start in prayer? All right. Father, take it away. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for this day. Pray that we might honor you in all that we do. May we know your grace and especially grow in wisdom as we pursue uh, you and the truth in our studies. And especially as we uh, just have this conversation today about uh, the sacraments of healing, especially the sacrament of penance. We ask Mother Mary to be with us and St. Joseph, and we ask all this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So what? Yeah, what are all the names in the sacrament of reconciliation? Probably is the most names. Yeah. So, sacrament of reconciliation, right? Uh, sacrament of penance, confession. Uh, people might say like to be shriven sometimes. I don't know if that's Ooh, really be shriven. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that'd be. Uh, you know, you think of like Shrove Tuesday, right? Mm. So I don't really know much about that. I should have looked that up maybe beforehand, but. If uh, anyone has a comment for that one, shoot it to us because yeah, I have to nice. look at the, about the origins of that. You know, Shrove Tuesday and all that. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, preparing for Lent. So for people that might not know, could you describe what the sacrament of reconciliation is? Sure, sure. Yeah. So this, <laughs> there we go. Johnny's pulling up the Baltimore Catechism. Um, yeah, the sacrament of reconciliation is, of course, all the sacraments are an outward sign instituted by Christ to give grace. And so what that means is that all the sacraments were began by Jesus Christ himself, right? That he was the one that instituted them. And, uh, of course, so Jesus, you know, forgiving sins at times, right? When he's healing people. Um, but then also giving Peter uh, the power of the keys, we call it, right? And so that scripture about whatever you hold, uh, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven giving him that power to forgive sins and to retain uh, sins. And so following all that, you know, instituted by Christ to give grace, right? And so grace is God's life within us. And so he gives us his grace in the sacrament too. We receive those graces of his life within us. 
And in a practical way, then, yeah, we go to confession to have our sins forgiven by Jesus Christ through the priest. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so in a practical sense, right, you go and you confess your sins. You need the matter, right, of confessing your sins, but then also uh, a penance, right? We're given a penance to show our reparation that we're truly sorry. And uh, then we're given absolution, uh, you know, so we are freed from our sins by Jesus Christ, is who is the one who forgives sins uh, through the priest. And yeah, so that's uh, kind of like a little snapshot of confession. Definitely, that's a that's a great description of it. And I would say, like, I'm sure there's a lot of people um, that hopefully will be listening to this that you know haven't been um, to confession in a really long time. Yeah. So it's something that can, like, obviously you said you have to say it to a say it to a priest, which can be really scary right. um, for some people. So like, what would be some recommendations you would give mm. to a person, let's say they haven't been to a confession in a couple of years, right. what would be like one or two things that you would say to them to ensure that they're making a good confession and that they can really um, receive all the graces of the Sure, sacraments? sure. Now, I think the main thing is just to be not afraid and just go because the priest will help you through. Um, you know, that's the main thing, just do it. Priests, you know, so many times we have people who haven't been in a long time and uh, the priest will just walk you through. Uh, but it is really good to prepare, right? It is so good to prepare for a confession. I don't want to write that off. Um, so to just think about, you know, if it's been maybe a month, maybe it's been five years, ten years, however long, uh, from your last confession. So just to do an examination of conscience, which means, uh, honestly, the easiest thing is probably to find one online. You know, often they go through the seven deadly sins or the ten commandments. Just walks you through. Uh, and then some you know, we're made aware of like sins, like, oh, I didn't know that was a sin or I never, I forgot about that one or, you know, helps bring up things that we've done, which are just so good to, to be freed from, you know? And so like even myself, before I go to confession, I try and do an examination of conscience, uh, like, okay, where did I mess up? Where did I fail? Where are the things that I omitted, like sins of omission, like things I should have done that I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's good to prepare in that way. And then when you go into confession, um, we're blessed here, yeah, that we have a lot of confession times, but uh, it's good to just bring uh, bring your sins and then just the number of times, right? And so, like, okay, you know, I've done this or that, you know, I've lied like twice, you know, or whatever it is, just to name it and then how many times, because you want to be forgiven for each one of those, especially if it's been, you know, kind of some bigger things at times. It's good to just mention like, yeah, I did this like once or twice or a couple times or many times. Um, just so, because uh, you want all that forgiven, and it's just good to have that, right? Number and kind is kind of the terminology they use. Um, but you don't always have to, like, explain the whole story. Normally the priest, you know, if, if it's not clear enough, he'll ask you a question. But, um, yeah, normally you could just kind of say, like, the sin, the number. Um, sometimes you might have to tell a story. But normally you can kind of keep away from, like, telling the whole story of how everything happened. Just kind of, like, the sins, the number, mm-hmm. and then... Yeah, the priest will help you through it. So mm-hmm. just be not afraid. Yeah, to do an examination is helpful. Uh, maybe to look at the act of contrition if you haven't said that in a while. But normally, like in our confessional, we have it, you know, taped up there. You know, obviously a lot of people don't remember it or it's been a while. So uh, that's a good thing, too. If you have that memorized, it's a powerful thing, even just to pray every day at the end of the day. Um, but, yeah, so those are probably some of the main things. But the priest will ultimately help you through. The main thing is just to go and kind of make it a habit. And then over time... Uh, it's just like a great way to continually grow in this life of grace, to be the best person you're called to be, right? This fullness of life we talk about, right? Uh, man fully alive, so, mm. yeah. Mm. My mom always said, be bold, be brief, be gone. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Confession is not a therapy session. 
Yeah. I, I don't know how you'd feel about that, Father, but um, I was I was wondering I think too. It's good. You think it's good? Yeah. yeah, I mean, just to get to the point is kind of what she means. Like, be not afraid to say what's on your heart, you know, and just get it all out there because you don't want to hold things back. Um, and then, yeah, to be brief, just straightforward, you know, yeah, and then be gone. Because um, I guess the the last two, right, are important just because of the fact that sometimes uh, the priest can get to everyone, and so that's why we say be brief. You know, not that I don't mind talking to people, but um, yeah, when there's other people who might not be able to make it to the sacrament, uh, it's good to just remember that. So yeah, for sure. My mom's got a lot of wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, the other thing I wanted to ask was like, <clears throat> what if I what if I confess something like you know really bad to you, Father, and you know, are you are you just gonna go around town telling all the other priests like right. what I confess? Like, right. isn't there something about that like a seal or something? Sure. Yeah. Exactly. So the seal of confession, right? So that's part of it. Yeah. Um, there's that uh, grave promise, I guess we have, right? So to not we can't share anything from the confessional, you know, especially any sins or even really not even supposed to share like who came. Um, but yeah, the main thing is yeah, not to share uh, sins that people have sh- yeah, shared. So there have been uh, even I know in California, they had some things recently like oh, if somebody broke some certain law. The priest would have to break the seal, but like priests won't break the seal. You know, they're called yes. not to. They're called to stand for that. Um, yeah. And so that's just part of being a priest. Some priests call it like confessional amnesia that, you know, you kind of forget a lot of it anyways, you know, so people don't have to be too worried, I don't think, but yeah, it's just so good to have your sins forgiven. Yeah, so the priest um, back home where I live, he always told, like, he would, he would talk about confession, he would tell me like, oh, well, they say that, Jesus, or, like, after you confess your sins, God, God, for uh, like, separates them as far as east is from west, so that's what he tries mm-hmm. to do too, he right. tried, like, he never, mm-hmm. you know, it never lingers in his brain, like thinking about anything like that. So, um, I thought that was pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. On that note about forgetting sins as far as the east is from the west, I think sometimes people think confession is like, oh, like it's this thing that's good but not necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm really excited because we're gonna have Father Earl coming up oh, yeah. in a couple weeks, who was an exorcist, um, and he's gonna be. I'm probably gonna ask him this question if I get the chance. But I heard this, Father. Maybe you can confirm. That every time a priest, before he enters an exorcism, he goes to confession. Mm-hmm. Because any unconfessed sins, the demons will know mm-hmm. during his exorcism and they'll be able to call him out. Mm-hmm. And the same goes for anyone that's in the room during an exorcism, maybe praying for the priest while he's doing his work. Wow. Um, the demons will know their unconfessed, especially mortal sins, right. so they'll be able to call him out, which makes me scared. Maybe I forgot something <laughs> in the confessional. I don't know if I'd be in a room uh, during an exorcism. But long story short, yeah, what does that say about, like, the power of confession mm. that even the demons forget our sins and they don't know, right. they, they literally don't know it. Like you said, Michael, as far as Jesus is from the West. Yeah. Yeah, can you speak on that, Father, at all? That's so beautiful. Yeah, I mean, just to, to realize that our Lord, yeah, just, you know, wipes those away. And so it's good for us to, like, do that, too, in some sense. You know, sometimes it's easy to be burdened, I think, by our sins of the past, but the Lord, you know, just like I always picture of him, God, like the uh, prodigal father, you know, or the prodigal son's father, you know, is welcoming us back. No matter what it's been, we're always like so hard on ourselves, you know, but God just wants to welcome us back. Uh, he's just waiting for us to, to just receive the grace, to be forgiven, to be reunited and to just know that. So that's the Lord, you know, just waiting there, just waiting for us to be freed from these things um, and then yeah, just wiping them away. So 
think that's so good. It's also good in like a practical sense. I think sometimes people come to confession and they want to like bring up something from the past or like something that maybe they've like brought to you before. And just remember, like, the priest isn't even supposed to remember that, really, you know? <laughs> so, like, you kind of just got to start over in some sense, mm. which is good. Like, so you're not, yeah. I mean, you can bring up something from the past if you want, but it's yeah. already been forgiven. So, yeah. That brings up a really interesting story that, Michael, you, you were telling us. We're in a Bible study about, like, don't let your past become your prison. Mm. That, that yeah. Margaret uh, Luttrell is telling you, right? Mm. Oh, yeah. So, um... For those who don't know, I went to uh, a Navy SEAL camp when I was a when I was a kid, and uh, when I was a teenager, I went there went there many years, and a ton of awesome Navy SEALs, active duty, maybe some of the toughest guys in the world. Uh, you know, they would give talks, and yeah, one um, one of the talks was was Marcus Luttrell, and he, um, for those who don't know, he was the lone survivor. Mark Wahlberg played him in a movie. He's a really cool guy, yeah. and and Michael met him. No big deal. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> But uh, yeah, he, he gave a talk and we were given this note card, um, given just jotting down notes. He said, you can only like whatever notes you can put on this tiny little note card, you can, you can keep for the rest of your life. And uh, yeah, one of them was don't let your past become your prison, which is so impactful. And so it's like people get trapped, you know, by, by their, you know, by their sins. And once, once they go to confession, they're able to, you know, be released from that, all that guilt and and shame even that they feel about that. It's just a way for them to escape it. And I think that really leads really well into the point. And I think the Venerable Fulton Sheen talks about, a lot about this, and I watch all of his videos. I think oh, yeah. he, he's one of the most entertaining um, <laughs> preachers I've, you know, you could possibly listen Super to. Super dramatic. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and his accent is just amazing. But he talks a lot about, like, how sin has a weight mm-hmm. on your soul mm-hmm. and how that can – he, he even goes as far as saying like having that weight on your soul can have physical like here in this world physical like aspects to it where it's like people right. get sick people lead it leads to mental illnesses it leads to all these things yeah so i don't know i, I have you either of you guys ever had a uh, instance where like you were like man dude this this thing is just like weighing on my soul and i can like feel it because i feel like many times in my life when, you know, I haven't been to a confession a couple months even, and I just, like, you, you can feel it yourself. You're just like, man, I'm down in the dumps, feeling depressed. Everything is kind of coming down at me. And then once I worked up the courage to go to confession, right. you get released from that. And it's such a, you know, a liberating feeling. So I don't mm. know if you guys have any thoughts on that. Mm. I'll, I'll share a quick testimony and then, Father, I'm sure, I mean, on the other end, that would be an interesting perspective. I don't know, just like the the feeling the he, like the healing of Jesus, like in that moment almost. Um, <clears throat> I almost shared this the other night. There was one time I was really feeling what you're talking about, Michael. Just the weight of my sin, like more than any other time. And it was like the time I was most scared. Like the priest would just like lay into me. For some reason, I felt like that that was coming today. But like I actually wrote down these words the priest said to me because it was just like so impactful in the moment. And it really got to me. Just confessed my sins, finished confessing them. And the first thing he said to me is, The Lord is kind and merciful. His grace is stronger than any temptation, any moment, any pitfall. May you cooperate with his grace. And so like any any pitfall I was experiencing, he was just saying like basically where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. And it was just this moment of like victory. 
when I walked out of that confessional, just like strutting, like <laughs> like a soldier that just won a victory in battle. Right. So yeah, that was pretty awesome. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah, I know I've definitely been there in my life too, just burdened by sin or anxieties or even just afraid to, you know, reveal things. Um, but then, yeah, feeling the great freedom, you know, like, why did I wait so long <laughs> type of thing? Or especially remember, yeah, the times like when yeah, I had to bring something big to confession and, uh, yeah, just like, just the freedom that's there. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking about that. Yeah. I guess just being there as a priest, you know, you long for people to, to come and have that freedom. Like you were saying, it's such a win, you know? And, uh, yeah, you want that for people. You want that for people. I know St. John Paul II would talk about, he said, unforgiveness is like being holding the keys to your own prison, you know, and so that's more so like unforgiveness could be of yourself, but even of others too, you know, so like when we're just locked in this place, you know, because of unforgiveness, um, yeah, not forgiving ourselves or not having the Lord's forgiveness, but I think often that's maybe even more so of other people, uh, but we can be like burdened by that, you know, and just like the amazing freedom that we have when we offer other people forgiveness or um, especially too in the sacrament of penance. Um, yeah, but definitely like you just want people to see, have that, have the win, uh, in confessional. So it's a joy when people come and just like realizing too how the devil works, right? So he tries to like isolate us, make us think like we're the only one, no one else struggles with this or whatever it is. Or also like, um, yeah, to keep us isolated or discouraged, right? The devil doesn't have many tools, but one of them is discouragement. So just to discourage, you know, uh, tell us we're the worst after we sin, that kind of thing. But the Lord's the opposite. Like I said, he's like the prodigal son's father. You know, he's like, can't wait for us to come to confession, be forgiven, know his mercy. Because his mercy is so much bigger. So, um, yeah, it's great. Just like a, awesome when people come to confession. And, yeah, it's great. It's humbling, too. Like, realize, like, yeah, I got a good confession, too, yeah. all the time. So, mm. yeah. I, Actually, it's pretty cool. Seeing, I always love seeing, like, two priests give confession to each other. It's like, it actually brings up the point, I think some Father Mike Schmidt said about sometimes why like non-Catholic Christians say, oh, I don't need to confess my sins to a priest. It's like, um, well, do you need to be baptized by another person? And almost all of them will say, actually, yeah, I do. Wow. And so it's kind of like that idea that, well, then why do you think you can confess your sins to yourself as well and then be forgiven? Uh, almost actually in the Baltimore Catechism, it mentions here, um, if we were to tell our sins to God alone, pride would not be humbled and would remain strong. And so, like, I, it's very humbling experience going to confession. Like, right. I've never, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's one of the most humbling things because you're admitting all your greatest faults. But the, even the act of just saying it out loud to a priest, yeah. Becca, uh, the focus missionary, I gave a talk over the weekend. She said, like, even just doing that, like, there's something in that that actually like promotes change in us that allows us to transform our lives and our hearts closer to Christ. Right. Yeah, and also in Scripture, it says, confess your sins to one another, right? And so in the early days, they didn't always do it with a box, you know, how we do now, the confessional, but um, it was more of a public thing in the early days. But still just the power of, um, of course, confession, we're talking about the sacrament, but even outside of that, right? Like we can still do this in like Bible study when we have that humility to be like, I'm struggling with this, guys. You know, how we have power over those things when we voice them, you know, and that's why the church in her wisdom um, has confession how it is, but I mean, it's really the Lord, right? But just the fact of, yeah, saying these things, or even as it says in scripture, confess your sins to one another, how that, obviously you don't want to do that to everyone, 
right? But when you do that, you know, share it with someone, what you're struggling with, that kind of thing, we could have a great power over it. It kind of loses some of its hold over us, I think. You know, we talk about struggles, whatever they may be, big or small. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's following scripture, how that could be a great grace, too. I think that really connects to just, like, how, what we're striving for here at the, the Miami University Newman Center about having that sense of community um, and how community is a, is a place that we can be open with each other, a true community. They're super open with each other. To give an example, me and Johnny have a Bible study on Wednesday night. And it's a Bible study, but also about half the time it's just kind of like guys hanging out talking. You know, we're not right. necessarily studying scripture the, the whole time. We, we try to get to it at least a little bit every week. But uh, <laughs> so uh, one of the big aspects that we that we try to, you know, have a part of our cult, uh, part of our culture in that Bible study is that like we're always going to be open for each other. So, for example, me and Johnny have known each other for a couple of years now. If I'm going through something he's the first guy that I call right away and, and right. just being open with that empowers me to do something about it. And I'm sure it might be the other way around, not as much. But. <laughs> no, actually it was really interesting. I, I was in a Bible study once on Proverbs 3, 5 through mm. 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Mm. And someone said something once like, it's not just not leaning on your own understanding and relying on God's, but maybe even like each other's. Yeah. Like talking to each other and helping other people yeah. help you understand what the Lord is trying to work in your life. And I could definitely speak personally how like definitely just people helping me. Every time I try, I need a big decision in life, I, I go to a bunch of different, uh, you know, people to <laughs> give me advice. He takes sure. a pull of everyone he knows, by the way. <laughs> Pretty much. It's pro probably too much. I probably need to rely on the Lord a bit, yeah. a bit more. But. Well, you know, it also says in Scripture, like to wear out the step the the wise man, I love that. We're out the doorstep of the wise man. I think that's a beautiful thing about confession too, or even just like if we talk about sharing your sins with one another. Because sometimes we can make things that are small into our mind into something really just like way too big. You know, I don't know if you guys do that. I do that at times, right? You know, like yeah, we just make something that's like not really a big deal into something bigger of a deal. So when you talk to your friends and bring it up, you know, they could reassure you like it's not really that big of a deal, mm -hmm. you know, or like something you're dealing with, like. Why don't you just think about it this way? You know, just have that wisdom among brothers or sisters or even like from a spiritual director or in confession at times. Uh, it's just something very valuable too. You know, even just me like sometimes I'm calling up a priest friend or just like asking friends, right? Like, what do you think about this? You know, and not just keeping it to ourselves because sometimes we can just let small things become huge. Yeah. You know? And so it's good to just have that, yeah, sharing the community. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we work the opposite way though where it's like, this is a big deal, but ourself, our, our human brain, we rationalize it. That's We're, true. We, I've spent true. weeks just going over, you know, one thing and being like, well, it's okay because of this. Well, and then I think it out and I'm like, okay, that's not it. Well, it might be okay because of this, but, and then, you yeah. know, and I think that's the power of confession where we're just kind of like, you, you just have to say the sin and you have to be sorry for it. And it's like right. stripping down all your, you know, pride and all the ra rationalizations that sure. you have. And it, it's just down mm -hmm. to like the bare yeah. of what, what, what you did. So yeah. I think that's another big power of it is that, you know, it kind of takes out our, I don't know, our pride as far as like what we're thinking at the time and how we're trying to rationalize it. And it gives us this, um, I guess this power over it because it's it, at that point we don't need to rationalize it anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we have to be sorry for it and try to do better in the future. And, but you know, we don't have to, you know, 
be self-contained and try to be like, oh, just holding on. You're grasping right. on to that sin saying, no, it's okay. But right. you kind of realize, you know, it's yeah. not and I'm going to do better in the future. Right. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. We call one another out on those things too. Yeah. Definitely. And I, I was reading little St. Alphonsus Liguori. Oh, Shout yeah. out to the doctor of the church. Oh, here. yeah. He was talking about the effects of sin. Dr. Al. <laughs> Dr. Al. I've never heard that one. That's, that's good, though. I don't know if that's good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe. I, I don't know. Um, sounds like something Father Ethan would say. Um, but, yeah, this he talked about, like, the effects of sin and how it actually, like, blinds us. And how just, like, the, the evil effects that sin has. He's kind of hardcore. I couldn't list them all. But just how confession, we actually need it in order to, like, get rid of this blinding aspect of sin. Mm-hmm. You'll see it in friends, like, that haven't gone to confession in a long time. They'll try to start rationalizing, like, mm-hmm. their sin. And and I just almost have to, like, force them to confession because after they come out, they're like, dude, I, I, knew, I knew I was wrong. Like, I was just, you know, it's like, it is blinding. I've done it myself. Um, yeah. I kind I, of have a story yeah. following that, actually, really? if I can. Yeah, so uh, this is a great book, uh, The Sands of... I don't even know how to say it. But anyways, it's about St. Charles de Foucault. And this guy was a uh, great book. And he was highly recommended. But story of his life. And he was kind of a wild child uh, all the way up through like his military school, college years, you know, um, not living, you know, fell away from the faith, living with his girlfriend, just a huge partier. And uh, yeah, and so he decided to enter into, well, he was in the military because military school, he ended up doing some uh, travels in northern Africa to kind of like draw some maps uh, because the Muslims ran this part of Africa at the time, Algiers or Algeria now today. And um, so he was helping to map it out. He was disguising himself as a Jewish rabbi because the Jews were allowed in at that time, but the, the Christians not so much. Anyways, so at one point when he's doing this recon or research, whatever, he encounters um, some of the Muslims he was with they were, I don't remember who else they were fighting with, but they were exposed to the enemy wherever they were stationed. They were exposed to the enemy, the enemy, but they took time to pray. They didn't care. They just like laid out their mats, their prayer mats and prayed. And he was actually really impressed with, with that. And so he thought maybe there's something to this prayer thing, you know, or like religion. And so that kind of stewed, you know, in his mind and his heart for a long time. And eventually he went back to France to his home parish and the abbe there, the priest, uh, he runs into him and he's like, can you tell me more about religion? Because I think I need to learn more. Like, what's what's with this religion stuff? And the priest just says, get to confession. <laughs> and so he goes to confession that day and it really just like begins to turn his whole life around uh, and just open up to like he ended up living like a totally radical life of poverty for the Lord and uh, joy really in serving the poor and serving this Muslim community and uh, French Algiers. Uh, but just amazing how, like, for him, too, right? Or just all of us, I think, of those confessions just so uh, transformational. But even just to see how, yeah, it worked in the life of a saint, too, is pretty amazing. And you can see how, how powerful the sacrament is in that story because, you know, this is a man that, you know, had the potential of becoming a great, you know, a great Catholic person living for the faith, living in the life of poverty. And the only thing holding him back was the weight of those sins, mm. And once he was freed of them, you saw what it turned into a, a, a great life of poverty. So it, it shows the real power of, of the sacrament. Could you talk real quick, Father, on what is a general confession? Many Catholics don't know, like, the concept of a general confession. Sure. Why I would need it and, like, at what point do I 
should I, could I go get one? Right, right. You know, um, yeah, let's, I'm trying to think about how much I'd have to speak to it because, um, yeah, I mean, like, it's good, like, when you haven't been to confession in a while to bring everything, right? I think that's the main thing. Um, but sometimes you don't want to, like, you know, if you've already been forgiven for stuff to stir up things of the past. But I think it is really good in our own lives to, yeah, you know, we think there's maybe things I haven't confessed over the years to just, like, you know, bring them all to the Lord. Um, just take some time, right? Take that long period of time, just preparation, bring it all. You know, if there's things you feel you haven't um, haven't brought before. But uh, honestly, I wasn't trained too much on general confession, yeah. just to be honest. And so um, sometimes, yeah, might not always be a good idea because, you know, just to stir up things to the past might not be helpful. Um, but yeah, I'll just leave it at that, I yeah. guess. Like, awesome. could be a good thing, but... Um, it's more, I think, important to confess the things you haven't confessed, right? That's the main thing. If it's been a long time, of course, bring it all. Just take your time preparing or the priest will just help you through. Yeah. Awesome. Interesting. Sorry, I can't speak more. No, no. <laughs> but yeah, yeah just yeah. to be honest, yeah. No, yeah. I just read about it and I was curious because, uh, yeah, it's an interesting concept. Basically, where you kind of, when you're really trying to dive deeper in your faith to, mm -hmm. to say all your all your sins you commit in your entire life. Mm -hmm. And I think Father Mike Schmitz was saying, hit spiritual director, actually, instead of like preparing for a whole week, he said like, take 15 minutes yeah. and prepare. Because it's not about like digging deep into all your like darkest secrets. It's really about like saying all your biggest sins that like you've thought of in your whole life and, right. and, and giving one like more push to God to say like, here, I'm, I'm creating even more detachment from these sins. Right. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that sounds. Follow the wisdom of Father Mike. Father Mike Schmitz. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you want to sponsor us, yeah. Yeah, 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 we want Father Mike Schmitz on this podcast. <laughs> so if you're out there, Father Mike, come on, we need you. <laughs> yeah. So as we wrap up here, I would just like to, you know, say one last thing, which is, you know, if you haven't been to a confession in a long time, I encourage you to go. Um, it says in Luke chapter five that there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents Amen. than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. So Michael with the truth bomb. <laughs> yeah. Great. He's That's asking great. for you. He, he wants you to come to confession. Um, yeah, just go. It will change your life truly. So thank you all for coming. We're going to close in a quick prayer. Great. Yeah, and also just to mention, we have confessions offered every single day here. So just look us up, check the schedule mm -hmm. or go somewhere else too is fine. So, <laughs> all right. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for this time together. We pray that all those listening will be blessed this day too. We pray that we will continually have a renewed, uh, intense, uh, just desire to, uh, to know your mercy, Lord. We know it's all about your mercy, uh, not so much our sins, but just to know your mercy, just as the good thief was forgiven and uh, spent that day uh, with you in paradise, Lord. May we Continually strive to know uh, your grace, your mercy, and just to share that in our lives uh, as we experience that evermore in the sacraments. And we ask Mother Mary to be with us, and we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, we'll see you next week on podcast. All right. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs>